0: Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff here from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 436. Now, fear is a natural response that we all have to danger, and the physiological responses that it causes in your body can be your worst enemy by causing you to freeze, or it can be your best friend by giving you near superhuman strength so that you can leave the enemy in the dust, or you can fight back and just destroy them. Now this week, I'm going to share with you a story about my son's face-to-face brush with his own fear and the three-part advice that I gave him to build up the confidence that he desires to control his response to threats that he may face. And I promise you, these strategies are going to work for you just as well, no matter what threat you may face. And don't worry about taking notes. We've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the major points. This as well as all of our other cheat sheets and a bunch of other training goodies are all waiting for you right now. In a special section on our website, we call the Loot Locker. You can download everything absolutely free just by going to WarriorLife.com/slash loot. And now let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, what's going on, Warrior? Jeff Anderson here, executive director of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. I bitched out. That was what my 20 year old son said to me a couple weeks ago. He gave me a call. He was on his way home from work and he had stopped for gas at a local gas station. He doesn't live in the best part of town in in Chicago. And he said, You know, Dad, I, I need your advice. Like, I just got, I was pumping gas and this guy. I don't know if he was homeless or whatever, but not a good-looking not a good looking dude. And he thought that I was looking at him as I was pumping gas, and so he he approached me. He didn't get within, you know, too close to me, but he said, hey, man, what are you looking at? And I said, man, I'm not, I'm not looking at anything. He's like, you're looking at me. I, I, you don't need to be looking at me. I, and he just got all belligerent with him, and he started to get really upset and start yelling at him. And my son said... You know, Dad, I didn't know what to do. I just said, "No, sir." I, I promise you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking at you. I'm not whatever. He's like, I bitched out. He's like, I was just, I was afraid. I didn't know what to do, and so I need your advice. Like, how do I just man up and how do I face my fear and how do I project more strength to people like this? And the first thing I said to him was, "You did? Did you get into a fight with him? Did you get stabbed? Did you get shot?" He said, "No, no, but." But you know, my, it's just my pride that got wounded and it's like, well, then you did the right thing. You came home safe. But when it came to talking with him about how to approach fear, how do you face fear? How do you defeat fear? How do you punch fear in the face? I told him about a story that I had seen a keynote speaker when I was with, um, I was in As Is when I was in, uh, in the security industry. And there was a a keynote speaker at one of the conventions where it was a a mountain climber that was climbing Everest with a team. And before he went out on his expedition, and and the reason why he was a keynote speaker was because they almost died. Like he had lost part of his nose, he was missing fingers, like frostbite, they almost all died up there. But before he had left, there was a news reporter that had asked them, like, aren't, aren't you afraid? Like, people die doing this. Aren't you afraid? And the guy said, no, I'm not afraid at all. And the reporter said, well, how is that even possible? Like, how, how can you not be afraid? And the guy said, well, it's easy. You know, we, we have basically three things working for us. Our team is driven by this cause. So we, we are going to make it to the top. Like, we, we are committed to this cause. And then also, we've been training for this. Like, we have skills. Like, we know how to climb. This isn't just like, you know, a weekend, hey, let's go do this cool thing. But it was the last thing that really kind of got me. He said, you know, what we did was we know this, we, we know our path up there. We have a plan. But not only do we have a plan of how we're going to ascend the mountain, but we also have taken into account everything that can go wrong from avalanches to storms coming in unexpected you know oxygen deprivation and for every single thing every single danger that we might come across we have a plan to deal with that so going up the mountain we we know that no matter what happens we are going to make our ascent now it didn't turn out so great for them missing a nose and some and some and some uh, some fingers there but it really got me thinking about that question and that answer that he gave of like, no, I don't feel the fear going into this very dangerous situation. So I told this story to my son and I broke it down into three things that you need in order to punch fear in the face. And the first thing you have to do is really look at what are the causes of fear. And I go back to those three things. What if that climber did not have those three things? So let's look at those, right? I said, okay, so One thing is, people that are afraid, they don't have a why. They lack a purpose and a reason for facing the danger that they are facing. So what is at stake for them? If they don't have a why, if there's nothing at stake for them, then they don't really have a reason for the next things that they're going to face. So number two reason for, for fear is a lack of confidence, Now, that can be a lack of confidence in your skills. So like in his situation, um, he didn't even, he he froze in the moment and felt that fear and didn't have a way around it because he didn't, the fear was of what was at stake was was his potential safety. So that made him fearful. He didn't have anything that was a purpose-driven why for standing up to this person. Now, that could be different things for different people, right? It could be, you know, what's at stake? Maybe it's just your pride. Maybe that's what motivates you to not feel fear. But it's that second one, that lack of confidence. Now, those of us that have taken, I've taken martial arts most of of my life, and one of the things we talk about in martial arts, one of the reasons why people take martial arts is for confidence. And if you don't have confidence in your skills to be able to deal with that situation, or gear that you have, if it's a survival situation, whatever it is, right? My son is you know, 140 pounds soaking wet, so he doesn't have a lot of confidence in his ability to fight. He hasn't taken all that much martial arts, like we've done some stuff, but he's really not, never been into it because he never really had a why to do it, right? Some people go into martial arts because they were robbed, or women maybe were raped, or you know so, somebody has a reason like they don't want to feel that fear anymore, and so they go. It's one of the reasons why people do self-defense training. So, a lack of confidence is the second reason why people might feel fear. They don't they don't believe they have the skills to be able to deal with the situation. And it's that third one though. That third one is that lack of a plan. And. That plan is an application of your skills. If you don't have the skills, you don't have a plan. My son did not have a plan for how to deal with a stranger who just all of a sudden just ambushes you, gets up in your face and starts screaming and yelling at you. He didn't have a plan for what to do. And so he felt fear and he froze. He didn't have the skills, didn't have the confidence in his skills, didn't have a reason why he should stand up to him or not feel fear. And he didn't know how to apply the skills that he maybe even could pull out just by the very nature of us being human animals, right? So of course you're gonna feel fear. So how do you punch fear in the face? Well, we just take the opposite of everything that we just said causes fear. So let's go back here. So the first one is a why. So I ask people about this. like, when you watch... Street fights caught on tape, things like that. And you see that people just freeze and they don't know what to do. And you can see that the guy who's woofing on them, that bully, they know they've got somebody. They know they got somebody. So that's why you see a lot of people who just, they just fold. They just, they don't, they they just, they just give up. They give up before the fight even happens. So I ask people, if you had somebody twice your size in front of you, right, what's at stake for you if you get beat up? What is the, usually when they they think about that, they're thinking about themselves alone, like in a, a bar situation, going out to the car, they're shopping or whatever. It's like, okay. So what's at stake for you? Well, I'd feel embarrassed. You know, if there's people that can see, if it's at a bar or something, then I feel embarrassed. I don't feel, you know, manly or whatever. It's like, okay. So I can see where that would hurt, right? That would suck. But what if it's your child? What if you knew or even didn't know? But what if you expected that maybe if this guy strikes you or wounds you with a weapon, puts you down, And they're going to get to your kid or your grandkid. And after they're done with you, they just snatch your grandkid or your kid and they take them away and you never see them again. And you have the rest of your life to think about maybe they're in a cage in somebody's basement right now. What would you do then? Now, pride, okay, you might just fold up and just pray that this person's going to stop striking you. But Whenever I ask somebody, like, what's your why? What if it was your kid? What if you knew, like, you've got to, it's this person or you, because you're the only thing standing between this violent predator and your kid behind you. They all say the same thing. Basically, like, I would rip their face off with my teeth. Like, you would not stop at anything to be able to stop that. So they have a why. Remember that. The second thing we're going to go back to is the confidence. Now, confidence comes from skills. You, you have to have those skills. You can't fake this. You have to have confidence that you are going to be able to deal with this person who's twice your size in front of you. That could be in your, your, your hand-to-hand skills. It could even be that you carry a weapon with you. I carry you know, a concealed handgun on me, right? So I know I have this. So I know this guy that's woofing on me at the, at the gas pump. Um, if, he, if he crosses that line, I've got a handgun there. If I, feel thr- if I feel like my life is threatened, if I see a weapon, something like that, I have my weapon here. So I have confidence in that. As long as I have confidence that my gear is gonna work for me when I go to put it into use. And so, if I don't have a round in the chamber, I can't be confident that that ambush that happens, I'm gonna be able to rack the slide and get to it. That's why I carry a round in the chamber. I have a weapon that I've trained with. Like, I know how to use it, I know how to draw it, I know it's a reliable weapon, I clean my weapon, I clean my magazines, I know this thing is ready to go. I don't have a manual safety on it, it's my Glock. I pull this thing out, I pull the trigger, it's got a round in the chamber, it's going to be there for me. Or I might have to fight to my gun if it's an ambush. But I have hand-to-hand skills. So, so you have to have confidence in your skills. Now in our Warrior Life Academy, we have the S3 Warrior Machine. And that's three, three levels, basically, of how you develop skills to make you more self-made, self-reliant, and self-prepared. That bottom level is, stands for strength. So the S3, those strength, uh, skills, and strategy. Your strength comes from your body, your brain, your, your brain, your body, and your backbone. So it's the mental mindset. It's, the, it's your body that you are in shape enough that you can defend yourself. And it's also the backbone. It's, it's your ability to drive through, to have that cause. They're like, it's my why, and you go for it, right? So, but what you have to do with that, though, is you have to apply that. So, that, we're going to be moving into that. Having that confidence in your skills doesn't just take away the fear, it also gives you the ability to not fight. Because when you are when you got somebody woofing on you, you can be thinking in your mind, like this person doesn't even, they don't even realize, like, the only reason that you're living right now is because I'm letting you. The only reason you're not on the ground right now in a puddle of tears or in a puddle of blood is because I'm letting you. Because... I know how easy it is to destroy the human body, no matter how big and strong that person is that I'm dealing with. It doesn't matter. They've been in prison. It doesn't matter. I have those skills. I have that knowledge. I have the brain, the body, and the backbone to be able to do it. The human body is very, very easy to destroy. I could knock this guy out. The carotid artery right here, two fingers. We do this, like, this exercise, just two fingers to the carotid artery, and you see people stumble and go back. Once you realize the power that you have, no matter how small or, or what sex you are or how old you are, you have confidence in your ability that you can just let this person live. So, so that that's that's, takes care of the lack of confidence. So now we get into a plan. So for the plan... There are some things that you're in control of, and there are some things that you're not in control of. I'm not in control of that guy coming up and, and approaching me off his meds or whatever. Like, I'm not in charge of that, but I am in charge of how I react to that. So in the military, one of the, you know, I was in the infantry. So, like, light infantry, you're, the, the worst situation you could, arguably, the worst situation you could be in is an ambush, where the enemy is staged along a route that you're going. They might have IEDs there. Um, they're all poised there with small arms, or um, they might have rockets, whatever they've got, right? Like, but they're lying in wait for you to come along unexpectedly to their, that's the, that's the kill zone right there. And when you hit that mark, it's, the whole thing goes off. And you have no warning whatsoever. They have all the advantage. When that happens, you are in the worst situation because you're exactly where they want you to be in that kill zone. And so how do you react to an ambush? You got to move. It doesn't even matter if you're running at them, if you're running away from them. But if you stand in place, if you freeze, you're dead meat because you're staying right exactly where they want you to be, where they have their fields of fire. Like that's planned your death your demise is planned the only way to get out of their plan is to have your own plan of just get the hell out of there just move find a place to go even if it's charging straight at them it's better at least you're disrupting their plan so you have to have this plan you've got to move the only way to have a plan for knowing what to do like for my son in that situation is to train for it. You have to visualize it. You have to know what it is. We train for ambushes. We, if we're in vehicles, we know how to respond to an IED going off, and 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 how to get out of get out of the way, and how to respond. We train for those things because they happen. So you have to understand that those things can happen to you, and you have to have a plan for how you're going to do it. Now that's the the third level of our S3 warrior machine. So brain, body, and backbone is the strength. Skills are self-defense, firearms, and survival to be the total warrior, the total protector. And then the strategy is apply the training that you learn. Apply the skills to situations and then verify that you are, that your skills are on. And wherever that gap is, you optimize for that that's where you know oh i still have some, some training to do here but you have to train for that you have to do that so how do you train to to punch fear in the face how do you ha- how do you train to have that your the why and your and your confidence and have that plan well how we do it is we have a way a very specific way that we train that instills these skills in you we we put it into our training and I'm going to give you like we did one. Um, w- w- in fact, this is so important. I mean, the, the biggest thing I learned, even more than technique, is what I call the switch. And in our in the in the Warrior Life Academy, we have the um, we have the fast classes. We have it's nine modules for each one of the those three sectors, like for firearms, uh, survival, and and self defense. And the first one we always start off with is your mindset. And so for the self defense fast classes. The switch I've discovered over the years is the most critical thing that's going to determine your survival in, when, when you're unarmed and you have to defend yourself. It's that ability to go from off to on on the flip of a switch and destroy the person in front of you. Technique doesn't even matter as much as your commitment, as your drive to just rip this person's face off because you got your why. So here's how, here's a three three three-step process that you can do. So, first thing, you gotta have something that you can train with. Now, very few people actually have somebody that they can train with. But if you're in a school, if you're in a martial arts school or or a self-defense school, combative school, then this might be something that you can bring to your school. It might be something that if you're an instructor, you can you can train people in this. But it's good to have something, whether it's a heavy bag, whether it's preferably it's gonna be a Bob training dummy, because what we do is we we What we do with our training is we call it REMF. So your training should be realistic, it should be efficient, small little sections, and then uh, multisensory, and then fun. Those are the things that, like, in brain science, like, that's what instills these skills, programs your brain like a computer. And so you want something as realistic as possible. That's why I like the Bob training dummy. So get something, dress them all up, make make them look realistic, all right? So then what you do is when I'm, I'm starting off with my target. Um, I have a couple of other things. In fact, you, you can actually do this. Even if you're not an all access member of our War Life Academy, you can go to wariolife.com loot, and you can, our Loot Locker membership is a free membership. You can get inside of there. There's some really cool training tools in there, some manuals, but we have some audios in there. And there's one in there of a bully. And it's a soundtrack that we made of somebody who is basically like up in your face, like trying to pick a fight with you. And so, what we have our members do for that switch is to put those, like, put headphones on and then play that audio. So, you can download that from our loot locker um, and you can play that in your headphones, preferably with like a Bob training dummy. And what I do is I have people close their eyes and visualize your why. So, for, for you, it might be that you have a child or a grandchild. What would you do? Would you rip somebody's face off? To be able to protect your child, well, most everybody would, right? So you visualize your child being with you. You visualize where you're at. If you can bring anything into the area that maybe gives a different smell of, like, a, maybe it's like gasoline. Maybe you've got like a gas can. I'm not saying like gas yourself out, but but just like the smell of gas, a little bit on like a, a on a on a rag somewhere that's in your training areas. So just so you smell. Something, right? Like it's almost like it's it's almost like you're at there at the gas pump. And so you close your eyes and you visualize and you try and make it as multi-sensory as possible. So now we got the audio going, we got the, the smell going, we've got our eyes closed, we're visualizing this movie of us in this situation. We want to feel the fear as much as possible. We want this to be as real as possible. Get that in your brain. Now, as you're listening to this audio, what's your switch? At some point, and we, we go over lots of like pre-fight indicators and things like that in our, in our fast class for the switch. But you've got to visualize for yourself, like, when do you flip that switch? And I'm not talking about getting in like, you know, like you're getting ready to box this person, like get in your, your karate stance. I'm talking about going from completely relaxed, like the switch is off. You're, you're switched off. You're completely calm. You can do this in training, right? But but now you're trying to bring in those emotions. You're trying to bring in those senses. So you flip the switch whenever you want to as you're listening to this audio. And when I say flip the switch, I mean literally like you're in a dark room and then all of a sudden you're in a light room. But in your brain, you're going from calm, cool, your breathing is, you're, you've got your box breathing going, like you really you stay calm and all of a sudden... You flip the switch and you crank that up. You can go there in an instant. That's what you need to do. Now, after you flip the switch, this is where people get it all wrong. Maybe they've been pushed one too many times and they they decide they're going to push this person back. They push them or they strike them once and they stop back and like, leave me alone, man. That's fear coming back to bite you in the ass if you had to flip that switch, it's for one purpose only. It's because you felt that you were in danger. And when you recognize that, you flip the switch and you freaking destroy this person. Now you're going to move because they're, you're the target of their aggression. You're a target of their bullying. You're a target of their violence. And so you don't want to be where their target is. So I recommend that you move. Now it could be that your switch is the beat, beat ass out of there and just run like hell. And if you can do that, do it. There's no, there's no shame in that, but you might not be able to do that. So you're going to explode on this person. And when you do that, that third step is you're going to commit just as if with a handgun, like you shoot, you don't shoot to wound them. You don't shoot to scare them. You don't fire a warning shot. The only reason you even pull your, pull your weapon is because you feel like your life is in danger. And how many bullets do you put in this person that's trying to attack you? As many as it takes until they stop their attack. That's it. The same thing goes for unarmed self-defense. I am going to flip the switch and I am going to rip this person apart as brutally and viciously as I possibly can with whatever strikes and skills I have in me until they're no longer a threat Or if their buddy's jumping in now Now I'm going to rip that person out There is no, like we're taking Everest Like we're getting to the top of that hill And I don't care if I'm in I'm in a, a leopard skin thong Like I don't care, I'm taking, I'm taking freaking Everest How, You're welcome for that little uh, That little visual But that commitment, like it's just like the ambush Like you can't stay there You can't like fire a few rounds back at the enemy and say, okay, I, well, maybe they got the point. Maybe they'll just, like, turn around and go leap. No, hell no. They're there to kill you. You take them out. So I told my son, really sit with this. And, most importantly, apply this. Train with it. Go back to that situation. Now, the gift that you have is that you now have this movie in your head. So, Tristan, go, go grab go grab your headphones. You have the audio. Go put that in. And even if it's your pillow, you're going to beat the hell out of that pillow. You're going you're to visualize and you're going to have that target to be able to unleash everything that you have. Now, skills are absolutely, I think, essential for this. Maybe not essential, right? Because even if you're your response is to grab them by the ears and rip their ear off or bite their face or dig your finger into their eye like it doesn't take it doesn't take years and years at the dojo to be able to learn those skills right it's more the brutality to just unleash on this person that is the most critical factor that you commit to tearing this person apart the skills make it easier they make it faster they give you the ability to take on another attacker. Those skills, anybody can learn, right? So, what I wanna know is from you, when have you ever felt fear in your life? When have you felt fear? How have you tackled it? Have you been in a situation where you've had somebody woofing on you? A bully, maybe even from school, maybe from work. Maybe it's in a parking lot, maybe it's at the gas station. I want to hear from you. What's a time that you have dealt with an aggressive person that you felt fear? How did that feel to you to go through that? And do you recognize the gift of it? How did you come back and combat that fear to make sure that that doesn't happen again? What did you do? I'd love to hear from you. Please, wherever you, if you're watching this on on the live streams, go to the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. And please go ahead and leave your comments wherever you are watching this. If you are listening to it on our podcast, you can go over to our website over at WarriorLife. Um, you can go to WarriorLifePodcast.com or you can go to WarriorLife.com and you'll, you'll find our podcast section there. Please leave a comment there. I would love to hear your story and some of your tips and techniques also. Like what advice would you give to people to overcome fear as well? I'd love to hear your personal stories. So... Go ahead and please leave us a comment there. And by the way, if you are liking our streams or our podcast, please go ahead, subscribe, get the word out, go there, give us a five-star review, give us a thumbs up on the video. Let's get the word out there. That's the stuff, that's what I ask for. We don't take, we don't do like advertising or anything like that. So how you can help out is just give us a thumbs up, leave your comments, let other people know about our our podcast and our live streams and things like that. And so, um, that would really mean a lot to me. I really would appreciate that, okay? All right, so that wraps it up. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Live like a warrior Train, survive.